Mike, you want me to? Yeah, Mic check, pop, pop, pop. Probably won't be this loud at all, but just in case. <laughs> yeah, you want to be your your highest and your lowest, really. You know, um, down here maybe if I'm feeling really solemn, and then up here if we're getting. <laughs> That's good. Pop, 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 <laughs> pop. Am I close enough? We're good. Yeah, you're good. All you're right. good. I'm just gonna do some ultimate laziness. Oh, there. I don't even have to move my head now. No. It's like my therapist. Just don't like fall asleep or anything. Don't worry. <laughs> um, here, let me uh turn my cell phone off. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, vibrate. <laughs> but yeah, what I was talking about earlier when, before we started recording was, uh, so I loved radio. I always, uh, you know, wanted to do podcasting. And so I did a podcast with a guy of mine, a friend of mine mm-hmm. in college, and it was called anything out there with chip shadow. Good evening. We are controlling transmission. What's going on here? You are about to participate in a great adventure. No way. You are listening to the Anything Out There podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. It is time. And now your host, Chip And it was like a science fiction podcast. This was all scripted, like written by me and him. And it was definitely us. And he was like a, the premise was like a Huel Hauser meets like a science fiction podcast show. So he would have like weird, stupid guests on like, you know, uh, somebody that thought he was, uh, you know, he wanted to identify as a whale. Like a whale. Like a dude, he really did want to identify as a whale. Yes. He wanted to identify as a whale. So like, (laughs) and I was usually the characters and he would play the host and we would do these things like, you know, just an interview, but it was all scripted. And then, oh, okay. okay. For some reason, I thought, oh, you actually brought in some psychopath from Craigslist. <laughs> no, it was just okay. me doing voices. Like I talk like this, yeah. and I sound like I want to be a whale. I like the Huel Hauser aspect. <laughs> yeah, so you're and telling me you eat krill. Yeah, he would toast totally buy everything. Like, why you want to be a whale? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Huel Hauser, man. Yeah, and it was stupid, and it was a show that was very niche. You know, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so most college radio shows are right, and. uh so we're like, you know, 18 in or tw- maybe 20 episodes in. And obviously I'm trying to like promote and try to figure out like, well, let's try to like synergy. Like, let's try to get on other podcasts. Let's try to like, you know, Diversify. promote. Yeah. yeah. Like we can't really have a lot of people come on our show. Well, maybe if they wanted to do voices and stuff, but like we thought it would be easier to like try to get on other shows and like promote the show. Of course. So I hit up Humpcast thinking that, uh, you know, because it was already a, sh- a show that I was listening to and I liked those guys and I was like, oh, they, they're local. They're like, you know, kind of like unknown, but probably like, you know, got a small following and uh, bigger than I thought we were. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like a step up. So I write the show like a, a whole letter about like, Hey, where is this? I want to get on the show. What do you guys think? And like a month or two goes by and they finally like write back going like, nah, we're cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just see Ryan like, uh, <laughs> like they probably listened nah. to maybe like two minutes and we're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't even listen. Who knows what? I don't even know. But for whatever it is, it was like, yeah, nah, nah, yeah, we're good. We got our own Huel Hauser bit. <laughs> but the silver lining was like in a weird way, like, so I start doing comedy and then I run into Ryan and like we do a few shows together and stuff. And I wouldn't say like we're buddies or whatever, but it would be interesting. To, I've never brought it up. I would be, but it would be kind of cool to go like, Hey man, I'm that douche that like wrote you. Oh <laughs> uh, dude, Ryan's such a nice guy. He'd probably just be like, Oh yeah, come by. Fuck it. You know? Yeah. He's and a, I'd like to have him on this show for yeah. sure. I'm allowed to swear on here. All right. Oh, it's, of course. Yeah. It's a it, podcast, but I don't know if you're trying to run a clean operation. <laughs> no, this is anything but clean. Okay. I Poop, mean, pee. 
Tits. <laughs> Me and uh, April Lotchow recently, uh, it got pretty filthy on oh, her yeah. episode. She's got a sailor's mouth. Yeah, and, and she likes to talk about sex and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did, when I was in college and when I was out of college, when I was a young retarded comedian who <laughs> and i still am horrible at like on the fly stuff i did there's a radio show at cal state long beach called sex on the beach that a friend of mine ran that it was nice. like a, a love line right show and i did that relationship show yeah and uh i'm always like man this this is it this is my rocket to the top <laughs> nothing ever happens you know of course <laughs> there is I, I don't know like i've never thought to myself like and maybe obviously i'm way too early in any of this mm-hmm. Even when I do well on stage, I'm not like next week agent or whatever. Like, yeah. it's like okay, you did kind of well. Like, you you pushed away your internal <laughs> demons just hard enough for that yeah, night. You know, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a sanity thing. And I wouldn't even say I've ever really killed ever. I've I've had a lot of people like nod yeah. and smile, but they're never Ball like, clap. holy shit, I need to bust out laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a good feeling when it happens. It's, yeah, uh, it's a rare one. Well, I always talk to myself and think like, oh, it's just the audiences. But now I'm really trying to think like after I've been in it for a year, it's like, no, I think most of your shit just sucked. (laughs) You've only been at it about a year? Yeah, I started. Yeah, Yeah, about a year ago. There's there's always those phenoms who break out and they're hilarious from the start. But, uh, you know, the rest of us, it's an uphill battle. (laughs) Yeah. You you never, I think, and with comedy, it's not that like you ever get good. You suck less and less, you know? I'm I'm sure someone else said that and i'm ripping it off right but whatever To this comics life, this is me, your host D Williams, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka dude that's hanging out with another dude that's been in the OC Long Beach comedy scene for a little <laughs> bit. Long Beach comedy. Uh, yes, it's uh, another good friend of mine. His name is Robert Zoroff. Hello. Now, I always like to talk about your name at okay. the top. Uh, where is Zoroff coming from? Oh man, sit, strap in, um, Zoroff. Is a Jewish name. Mm-hmm. It uh, and you don't look like a I Jew. Know, I'm half a Jew. Mm. I'm half a Jewish. Well, then you should just have to get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can say kike freely. Right. Um, which I'm I, one of them. I, I gotta share someone's joke later. Some I heard last night that was so funny. But uh, <laughs> so that's a good question. Zoroff. Um, I'm not sure if it was originally Zoroff because my family, my dad's side, came over here in the early 20th century. Right. Like before uh, the Holocaust. But they're from, and this is where it gets dicey, is they're from a place that has changed hands of ruling nations about four Uh, times. Nice. It's At the time, it was Austria. Right. Then it switched from Austria. It's been Austria. It's been Poland. It's been Russia. And now it's part of the Ukraine. Hmm. And they ain't in the business of keeping Jew records over there. Let me tell you. (laughs) So um, So your name was... Lost it, to the ages or something. It was potentially Zoref Z or Zodref with Z O J R E F, and it I, it could have potentially been Soidref with an S. So I'm and what not, do you think that means? Like in it just means Hebrew. when you get to Zoref in Hebrew means jeweler. It's the Jewish name ever. Sweet, yeah, jeweler. Um, <laughs> so it I it, I think when they came to 
you know, when they came over to America, I think whatever it was is they're like, let's make this easier. Hmm. And my theory is Z is not. It was like Ellis Island going Zorif, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like Z is a weird one to switch to. So I'm going to assume it was originally Z. Or an S. Yeah, well, the S too is Soyrif, and so I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I've been on Ancestry.com actually recently, uh, trying to dig stuff up, and I did the DNA test. I'm still waiting for that. But my mom's side of the family is fucking white, just <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyed. So German or Anglo, German, Saxon. German, and uh, Swedish, and a good amount of it, it's kind of broken up. So a good amount of German. So I come out looking Asian. Sort of. <laughs> I didn't pick Jewish at all. No, no one does. Saw the white. Yeah, everyone's always like, "What the fuck?" And mm. I'm like, "Yeah," but I don't have the nose. I'm neurotic though, and my mm. hair's thin, <laughs> and uh, I like lunch. I and... love bagels. Oh, I fucking love bagels. <laughs> you kidding me? That's my crack. <laughs> no, I wasn't raised religious at all. Both my parents, mm, uh, like a true Jew. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My dad, you know, was raised Jew- Jewish, but he's not. He's not like a practicing Jew, and I don't mm. even know if he's believes in God. And my mom's. My mom's yeah. It's not something you bring up like at the dinner table. <laughs> well, no, we're we're a very open family. My mom's um, uh, agnostic. Her dad also pretty. Parents both kind of agnostic because they were raised religious and but they're scholars. So. Mm, mm. But yeah, but Zorif, everyone's like, oh, that sounds like some SS officer. I'm like, funny you should say that, right? But uh, and do you, that's the thing. Uh, and you always felt from day one like, oh, I'll just go up as Zorif. I don't need to change. No, get fuck a stage that name. Noise. I don't like when people change their names necessarily. Mm. I can understand some people. Actually, you know, I don't give a fuck if people change their names. I wouldn't do it. I would never change it. But there, there's some last names I've heard that I know that people have switched them. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And then there's people who I'm like, you should probably change them. Right. <laughs> like, what about Rob or your first name getting you oh, know, everyone altered? Just, everyone just calls me Rob. I, I introduce myself as Robert. Hmm. And then if you want to call me Rob or Bob or Robbie or Bobby, it's like, whatever. It's your but when it's people call you up on stage, do you want Robbie? <laughs> I don't care, really. Really? Yeah, and most people call me Rob or Robert, so it doesn't. I, I've I've always left that as kind of like a Rorschach, like mm. you, whatever one you want to go with, it's all good. Roberto. I do always find it interesting how people, you know, like, you know, do they enjoy their name or wish wish they could change it? Maybe not in comedy, but just in life. Like, do you? It's weird like being called Robert. <laughs> I've, I, it's weird saying my own name now that I've said yeah. it so many times. I, I like it. It's a good name to take me. Uh... I always felt like I never liked Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, because I never felt like a Daryl. Yeah, and I what always do you feel like a Herbert. Maybe a Theodore. Maybe a Gus. A Gus. Dude, you'd be a good Gus. <laughs> yeah. Or like a. How about a, a Chet? Chet, that's a good one. <laughs> you know what's an old school name that yeah. you don't hear about people having anymore for guys is Chick, like Chick Hearn. Mm. Or Chester. Chester. Yeah. If you want to go by Gus, I'll support it. <laughs> I would assume most people even like louis ck is still like thinking like oh, i could have done better he yeah. watched his specials like two years ago and was like Ugh, why do i even do that stuff oh yeah it, i think it was on dana gould's podcast i forget who he's talking to but he's something they were talking about having success or like having like an album or something that does really well and he's like yeah it comes out and everyone loves it but you still you still feel like such a fake on the inside you yeah. know what i mean yeah and i'm like dude that's so true yeah. like you know if, if you get a bit that works really well and and it's completely original. Like after a while, you're like, ah, yeah. It's I'm I'm I, I just feel like a phony about it, and it's a weird feeling, and I can't really describe it, but I, it seems universal. Well, it's almost like in a weird way, you know, you think of an original thought, and you're like, ooh, that's funny. I'll put that on stage. Mm-hmm. 
But then after a while, you think to yourself, like, is this really that funny? Yeah. Like, am I really like is like you you outthink it or I don't know like you lose the original like oh yeah the coffee shop moment where you're like fuck yeah this is gonna shred mm-hmm. and um yeah and you do it so many times that you kind of you know that yeah how do you bring that to every stage yeah. do you play do you play an instrument at all Mm-mm. Well, oh there- well French horn. <laughs> Ooh. In this high school St- band, stop it! <laughs> I know, yeah. humble brag. I'm a, I'm getting wet. Uh, well, I'm, I play guitar. I mean, I'm not you know the greatest or anything. Yes. but I've got like a little like original things here and there. And there's certain things you write that, um, that you're like, okay, you get excited about, and that was, and it's like, oh, that was good, that was original. And then there's stuff you write that, um, it might not be as good, but it's fun to play. Yeah. And I think there's certain jokes you'll write that they're fun to tell for you for sure. And they might not necessarily be the best or they might be good, but they're, they're the ones that are, they've got the most, they're like, you know, the, like all the fun legato and slides on a guitar. That's, you know, and then there's the ones you just punch out like a robot and Mm. you used to be excited to do them. But now you you just know if you hit the right combination the right way, you're going to get a laugh. But well, that's the thing that you're like, I'm still wanting laughs, mm -hmm. but what is it about? Like, Oh, but I don't want it from the same joke. Yes. I want it always from a different joke. It's like a hot girl who's just like, don't just like me for my big boobs. (laughs) But they're great big boobies. Yeah. And I mean, I wish I had a big booby like type of joke where I could just like, oh man, this ain't getting old ever. This will get the boys. (laughs) Um, I think it's where, uh, yeah, it's, I completely understand that too. And I think it's like why a lot of, you know, bands, they go from one style to a complete opposite too, because they get bored of being in one place. Right. uh, but there are the bands that like punch out the same song over and over and they do well, but you know, so, well, it's weird too, like with bands, because I think with music, you have to always be like in touch with your fans, Mm -hmm. you know, like as a comedian, I don't know if you have to be as in touch, you can just have your thoughts and people will follow you or people will be like, Oh yeah, I agree. Or I disagree, but I still think he's funny, whatever. But with like music, it's like, you know, like a certain album, will be awesome Mm -hmm. and then they'll go completely 180 from that album and then the fans will be like what the fuck bro like it's not that you're not like what you were (laughs) and and it's and it's yeah it's rough like um i've always been a big metallica fan (laughs) and you know right their their last album i was you know i was like okay i like some of this and you know a lot of people like it or don't but then you have to realize too that they're completely in touch with their fans too, and they're huge, but they're, I think they're just doing a lot of it for them now. A lot of it's like where they want to go and you have to like try to respect that, that it like a lot of people don't like death magnetic the album. Cause right. they're like, Oh, it's blah, blah, blah. It's not this. It's not that. And I'm like, yo, these are old ass dudes who just yeah. like bucked the nineties away of their horrible time. Or I mean like a horrible period of time. And they came back and they made a thrash album. I'm sorry. It's not master of puppets, but that shit was heavy mm. and the songs were good. And it was uh, Metallica. Yeah. And it was Metallica. <laughs> I, I agree. Like a lot of people say, like yeah, the old stuff is is the their best stuff. But I remember, you know, growing up in high school with Load, yeah. and for whatever it was, it was, I think it's because I was in high school. Yeah. I thought that album kicked ass. Oh, and then a lot of people later go like, dude, what? That was the most like, 90s. Uh, of course it was. <laughs> reload and reload. I, I, yeah. I can't. I, I can kind of listen to reload. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's you, you got to understand. I'm nostalgic oh, over my course. high school. Yeah, of course. But uh, 
I mean, for com- like bringing this all back for comics and everything too. There's a lot of like even my favorite comics. If you listen to where they're at now from where they w- were, you have to. It might you might not like it, but you have to respect that they're growing. Sure, man. We went off on a on a, <laughs> on a tangent there. Yeah, art, man. You bring it it's out crazy. Of it's it's so deep. It is crazy how like you know every art form can have its parallels, mm-hmm. but there are those moments where you're like comedy is like nothing like painting or like you know music. It's its own beast. Yeah, it is, and it's a pain in the ass beast. Mm-hmm. I'm tell you and. It's weird to even think that, like, oh, my fart joke is art. <laughs> my penis joke makes people feel things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see how they laugh. I'm a hero. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it. Oh, it's so strange. It's so strange to me. What do you feel like is the biggest motivation to get on stage? Um, just to hear people laugh. At this point, the, I've come this far. Uh, no, uh, my biggest motivation. I mean, there's a lot of things, but the biggest one I think at this point is just to get better, you know, or, or right. to do better and to be a better comedian. To and, feel like I'm good at this. Yeah, to to be like a step higher than where you were the the time before. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's always like the backing motive, like motivation, like rub it in the face of everyone ever who you know, <laughs> who wronged me and all the girls that broke my heart. Right. I'll show you. And then there's you know it gets competitive. It people yeah. don't like to admit it, but it gets competitive. It's hell of competitive. Yeah. I mean, I remember running into guys, and and you can just tell like you know there's like a frenemy type of aspect. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's there's a I'm trying to think of like a good comparison. There's a I think Keith. Keith Carey, friend of mine, once right. he called a, his good comedian friend his like Professor Moriarty, you know, like to you know keep pushing him. And I think the He's same the thing in sports too. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's uh, like Kobe Bryant had uh, Allen Iverson, like constantly pushing each other. And it, you gotta surround yourself with good people, or you gotta right. surround yourself with people who are better than you. you it's know? like I respect you, but I also want to beat you. Yeah, <laughs> going back to Metallica. <laughs> Right, which you should always go back to. They they had a quote. I, th- I think it was in one of their books or documentary or something where James Hetfield. He's like, our mentality was like, we can love all these bands like that we're friends with, and we can be fans of theirs. Hmm. But when we get on stage, we have to blow them the fuck out of the water. Right. And I'm like, that's a perfect way to look at comedy. Hmm. Yeah, like you can have peers and you can have uh, you know contemporaries and people that you respect and and f- call like people that like are your equals. Mm-hmm. But you also want to be like, nah, but I want to kill. I want to do way better. I, I'm, I'm here to be the best. Yeah. I found, and I found the way to, uh, one of the better ways to do that is to surround yourself with people who are a lot better than you. I agree. Much. And because you, when you get, when you hang out with someone who's like on your level, sometimes it can get a little more competitive because hmm. you guys are in the same place. But when you, if you get like a, a road dog who's like way better than you, you learn so much. Right. They don't necessarily. They don't get much out of the uh, situation, except maybe some free rides. But uh, you, uh, you can absorb a lot. And I think the competition's good, though. Oh, just bump the mic. I'm super professional here. <laughs> don't worry. The competition's it's it's really good, though. You know, I mean, like when I first started in Orange County, there was um, it was just like a few kids just kind of floundering around, and then like all this talent grew out of it. Hmm. And then in a very short time, a lot of people got really good. Yeah. Because it was kind of this like compressed atmosphere of uh, talent where everyone was kind of learning quickly off each other. It was kind of amazing to see that. I do know a lot of guys, especially, yeah, in the OC comedy scene, mm-hmm. uh, that I feel that are really funny. Oh, you know? d- d- some of the funniest people, I actually, yeah. It's not like I just hang out with them at open mics. And yeah. Like, a few of the funniest people, I think, in the world, and I know that's me also being friendly with, like being friends with them, but like I think they're genuinely some of the quickest, funniest people sure. in the pl- in the world and it's kind of like i'm nowhere near them but it's also <laughs> it's kind of cool and punk rock to say that you know you started around them 
I feel like there's certain guys that are clearly doing better than me, way mm-hmm. funnier than me, that will accept me and you know let me come to their level and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But there are those other guys that are like, "Fuck you! What are you hanging out with me for? Yeah. Like, who are you?" Like, yeah. and I always feel very awkward, and I'm very like the Keith Carries of the world. Yeah. I'm so like, ah, I'm not there yet. Uh, I, I wish I was, but every time I try to talk to him, I feel like I'm just an idiot to him. <laughs> you know what's fu- and what's funny with Keith is because we're we're you know good buddies. Because I, when I was living in Long Beach before, we just started going to mics together and all that. And uh, you know we came we're, we're we're friends. I don't see him much anymore because he's up in L.A. and he's a busy dude. But I always feel like very name drappy when I t- like if if right. something comes up because I'm a fan of his too. He's one of my he's favorite. He's really comedians. funny. He's great. And, but and then whenever I like he comes up in a group and I'm like oh yeah one time when you know we were hanging out or something I'm like oh dude I sound like such a fucking like I'm just jacking Keith off right. <laughs> so so I think thing. that's the funny thing about comedy too is you can be uh, uh you're 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 around so many people who are talented who are actually getting and who are becoming more and more famous by the day that you get that like friend fanboy effect and it's mm. funny and it's kind of awkward but and how long and if have... you want to talk to keith just bring up marvel comics and you'll be good <laughs> marvel yeah. comics or something something filthy and you'll be well fine. i think that's my problem is that i go up to him as a fan so mm-hmm. i automatically go like hey man that roast battle was really cool or hey you know i bring up some accolade of his mm-hmm. and i probably make him feel like you know like maybe a little awkward or maybe yeah. like i don't want to like talk nah, my shit up or cool whatever dude. he's approachable dude he is yeah. and i'm not saying i'm an, i'm not saying i fucking like punch myself in the dick in front yeah. of him or whatever like i but he, I, I guarantee you he probably doesn't know my name maybe he probably knows my face but it's probably because i haven't made myself yeah that memorable or whatever it's so, a lack of a better word or whatever do you do this because you know we're, we're in a community where it's really easy to meet uh you know our heroes too. Yeah. If you go to the comedy store on a Tuesday night, yeah. you could be standing in the same group with like anybody. I thought I, I, I was standing next to Ron White for twenty minutes and yeah. didn't even know it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so funny about that is because you 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 want to you want to be like a riff monster with them, and if you're like me and you're horrible at that, <laughs> it always backfires. And then it's and then it, you're like, well, I should just relate as like another dude or something, and then right. you forget how to dude, and you're just like malfunction. <laughs> And so I've just taken to being like, oh, I, I really, yeah, I'm a big fan, um, right. and oh, this, I really love this joke, right. and then being like, oh, good to meet you. <laughs> one time when I, I used to intern, um, I interned at Comedy Juice, and mm. so every once in a while, like a big name would roll through there, and I walked into the the back one time when I got there, and Todd Berry was there. Went to Chicago, yeah. They have really nice Walgreens in Chicago. <laughs> it's true. They convert an old bank into a Walgreens. It's beautiful. They use the vault as the vitamin section. <laughs> I walked in there, I was so impressed, I went on Twitter and I wrote, uh, I have to give out my first annual Best Walgreens Award. The winner is Chicago Milwaukee Avenue location. Some guy writes back immediately, the cops killed a guy there a year ago. (laughs) Okay. What do you want me to do now? Take the award away? I can't do that. It's the first annual Todd Barry Best Walgreens Award. This is huge. I'm not going to take it back because a guy was shot there a year ago. It's not like it happened while I was in the store. It's not like I was walking around the candy aisle. A guy gets gunned down next to me. I'm like, this is a nice Walgreens. And, you know, I've seen, I've watched Todd Berry since yeah. I was like in elementary school. Yep. And I'm standing in the doorway and he just walks up to me. And he's like, hey, what's your name? And I'm like, uh, uh, me? <laughs> and he's like, and he starts talking to me and he's just asking me like questions. He's asking me about the, the Irvine spectrum and all that. And I'm just like 
this is fucking weird. <laughs> you actually have an interest in me as a human? And you're just a normal person? Very, very sweet guy. Yeah. Very nice. There's, I'm not going to name names, there's people I know who've changed their last name in comedy, like, like no one really knows, and it's kind of like, and then you hear their real last name, and you're like, why did you do that? Oh, right, like the last, the first time, or their original name is better, or? The, the change seems inconsequential, if that if that's the word I'm looking for. The change hmm. seems insignificant, like they're going from, like, Smith to Williams, you know what I mean? Right, it's like, right, right. okay, those are, those are comparable, you're yeah. not going from, like, Guccione to, to, uh, you know, brown. Right. It'd be like going from, yeah, Guccione to like Fleeterhosen. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's what? a lateral move. Yeah. As the ace man would say. <laughs> Do you feel that uh, a lot of people, you know, mess up the name? Like, Zorif? Yeah. Have you heard a lot of like butcherings? Yeah. Uh, well, it's Zorif, just how I said it. And people will say like Zorif mm-hmm. or they'll go Zorof. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I'm pretty numb to it now. But the one, uh, when people say Zorif, I'm like, dude, Zorif. <laughs> Come on. If I get Zorof, I'm like, whatever. That's fun. I, I've seen you host a few times. My my fucking wackadoo in, uh, inconsistent <laughs> hosting style. Yes. And do you feel like you butcher a lot of names or do you feel like you don't care anymore? Or like- I'm, I, I'm funny with names because I, I always ask people like uh, Nate Hedrick. Yes. Like Hedrick is I, I think how he prefers it. I had him on last week and it was – I butchered his name. I thought his name was Hendrix. No. I, I, <laughs> I asked him like 20 times too. What's funny is I'm, I'm so – I get in my head so much that like I go up and I say like give it you know, one more time for – and then I completely forget the next name. <laughs> but um, I've, I've gone out of my way to try to say names correctly to an extent. Right. You know, there's some – like there was a guy, Ulrich, and I'm like is it Ulrich – or no, it was, he went by Ulrich or Ulrich, and I'm like is it Ulrich or Ulrich? Right. Bring it back to Metallica. <laughs> Um, I just, you know, I always try to make sure that they don't have a way, like a preferred way, you know, it, it, it makes you, I want to do that sympathize. like an asshole. Like it's not Williams. It's Williams. It's, it's not Smith. It's Smythe. <laughs> it's not Lara. It's Laura. Bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. <laughs> it's Daryl Williams. Da, Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, I have sympathy. And then it's funny, like when you get other Z last names, there's kind of yeah. like a, yeah, we were last in the yearbook. And uh, it, it, there is a kind of a, yeah, you're a W, dude. You mm. understand? Like, yep. it's, yep. it's a little bit of a community. Like, but a Williams high school is a pretty big community. Yeah. There's a lot of Williams. There's probably not as many Zoroffs. Uh, there is no other Robert Zoroff on the planet. <laughs> so, so you're so, probably the most famous Robert Zoroff already. Am, and yeah. I had such an easy time getting that Twitter handle <laughs> and Instagram. Um, but no, I, I remember kind of like there was like almost a camaraderie on the last page of the yearbook in high school. Like, you mm. knew the people who were going to be there. Like, they, they went in at the same time as you. And it was kind of like this, like, and it's it's dumb, but <laughs> Your it's... best friend was Zuckerman. Oh yeah, oh this fucking bitch in uh, middle school was a Zolch <laughs> Zu. I'm like you. I was always last, right? And then I got to middle school, and then I was last again in high school. So I was like, fuck you. Yep. I always hated sitting in the back because I had bad sight. So uh, I was always like, uh, fuck being in the back because I'm a W. Like mm. I need to be in the front because I need to see. <laughs> yeah, it's astigmatism or mm-hmm. whatever the hell you call it. But yeah, Zarif is is treated me well as a last name. I want to put it on the map. Yeah, I I was talking with uh, April about this, bringing it back to April. April? Watcha, yeah, she was saying that, uh, you know, I I was trying to tell her that she should, uh, she was almost going to change her name to April June, 
because her middle name is June. And I'm like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was almost like, well, you should do April, May, June. Oh Jesus, <laughs> that's like the most old timey like like 1930s. I married a girl April, May, June, and we got a sarsaparilla. Went a ride in a fast car. Right, yeah, sorry, that you was, thought was, it was three girls, but it was just one. It's a horrible riff I just made. But uh, <laughs> April, May, June. Yeah, I think April, June is a little bit too cute. Like too uh, too cute. Not her. Yeah, too cutesy and too like Americana. Mm, mm. Yeah. But yeah, we got into that subject of like she's probably the most famous lot shot out of yeah. you know. But I'm probably I'm already not the famous Williams, but I'm also not the f- most famous Daryl Williams. There's like three other famous, more famous than me, Daryl Williams out there. Matt Cole, another comedian, shout out, uh, shares his name with a uh, male porn star, a gay, <laughs> gay male porn star. Well, of course he's gay. Yeah, of course. There's only two dudes working in the straight industry. <laughs> but uh, I've ne- that was one thing. I've never, ever, ever met another Robert Zoroff. And if if you hmm. are one, get at me on uh, some kind of social media. You can find Have you me ever at- met another Zoroff? That's not your immediate family. Uh, I've found on Facebook some uh, hmm. some. I've never met. I've never just like been at like a restaurant or a bar or something and been yeah. like, Zorif, I'm a Zorif. <laughs> We're a small How do you know your mother? Yeah. Are we related? <laughs> like, came out of her. <laughs> came out. If, in Israel, there's a lot of Zorifs. It's, uh, it's like a straight up Hebrew word. So It's so funny how like a lot of those last names, you always go like, what does it mean? And they're like, it's a uh, shopkeeper. Yeah. It's a uh, butcher. Yeah, yeah, or shoemaker. Electrician. <laughs> It's sanitation department manager. Yeah. One one of them to be like, uh, yeah, it was uh, pest control. It's, it means pedophile in Yiddish. It's a weird long history of yeah. touching children. Town drunk. Town that's, drunk. That's yeah. what it means. Oh, man. So, oh, dude. Uh, and Spinal Tap. Uh, what is it? Is it David St. Hubbins? And they're like, who was St. Hubbins? He's the patron saint of quality footwear. I always thought that was such a good joke. <laughs> That sh- that movie still holds up for oh, sure. The delete the 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 outtakes or the 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 deleted scenes on mm. the DVD is mm. almost as funny as the movie. It's it's you're I like, recommend everyone go watch that. A lot of times, yeah, deleted scenes you watch and you're like, oh yeah, I know why they cut this. Yeah, but most of the time it's like, oh no, they just didn't have enough room for yeah. this. Like they did they did like twenty takes. Like Billy Crystal, like all his mime <laughs> the mime cater. Like, I forgot he was in that. There's so many great takes they do, and you know he barely talks in the movie. Yes. So and the uh, yes. Yeah, that's your homework, everyone. Go watch Spinal Tap's deleted scenes. Bring it back to you uh, playing an instrument. You are in a tribute misfits band. Oh, uh, did Tony tell you to say tribute band? <laughs> <laughs> I called it myself because Cover I feel band. like it's yeah. if you just do one band, it's a tribute. But if you do other songs besides just one, it's a cover. Hey, call it whatever you want, but I, I, I get the logic. Yes, I... Uh, I am in a Misfits cover band, tribute band. It's an all-comedian band with uh, Evan Cassidy. Yes. Uh, the fucking Orange County comedy godfather. The uh, cast man. The cast man. He casts as a wide net and uh, all, so, all his, his silly puns. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Demarest from... Uh, the, from Humcast. From Humcast. And Tony Alfano of the Orange County Alfanos. He was on the first year anniversary special, too. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we it just kind of started two Halloweens ago as a... Uh, Tony brought it up, and I was like, yo, and do you have a guitar player? Because I right? play guitar. And he said, yeah. Yeah, what's the and instrumentation? Like, I know that Tony sings. Tony and- sings. Uh, Evan plays guitar. Ryan drums. I play bass. Got it. I And so any guitar player can kind of play bass, I mean, to an extent. Yeah, you think it's one yeah. and the same. Well, I, and I'm like, I really want to be in this. I'll get a bass. I'll borrow one or something, and I'll, hmm. and I'll hop on board. And uh, bass I is... Basically. Basically. <laughs> basically, bass is a lot more... 
trying than mm. I thought it would be. It, it chews your hand up. Especially with punk. Oh, and it's just all just, you know, just mm-hmm. like, and you're sliding your fingers around, and the, it's it's a different beast. It's a different bass. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I just kind of, I learned bass. I, uh, a friend of mine gave me her old bass, and nice. it's just kind of gone from then. We went from like, oh, this would be fun to, yeah, if you want to book us, it's going to be 150 bucks. Easily, yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun. We've had some fun gigs up in Buttfuck Nowhere to Larry. Shout out to Buttfuck Nowhere to Larry, Armageddon. Yeah, I remember talking to, about that with Tony. And mm-hmm. so you did like comedy and music. Well, we didn't realize we were gonna, I didn't realize we were going to be doing comedy. And I was already pretty drunk. And I don't, I don't get on stage like drunk. It's just, it's, it's tough. It, it's bad. Yeah. I'm a great drunk. I'm an okay comedian. Hmm. Combined, I'm fucking hot garbage. But uh, so I, yeah, we did it. I went up there and just biffed it. But then we, went on stage and then we came back a few months later and just fucking tore it up again and uh barmageddon has been pretty good to us the, everyone there they've let us stay after the bar i mean well the bar's still open and <laughs> um like we we have they let us have jam sessions on stages every like nice. random people in the bar got up this is this is long after like all the musical acts went on and it's uh it's, it was pretty special keith came up with us last time and we all just got shit housed and stayed at a red roof inn and now that no sounds got like you know living that sounds like comedy to me like yeah if just going on a tour with a bunch of comics. Yeah, it was it was it was bananas, and we we're all real hungover. <laughs> yeah, it's it's brutal, but it's a shitload of good times. <laughs> yeah, there's some memories, and as soon as the hangover wears off, um, I'll probably look back fondly. You would think bringing it back to the piazzas that uh, that would be a given uh, venue for that. We have done D piazza. Yeah, oh, really. We did DP. It was our second uh, gig, and Evan broke a string on stage and had like had to run to the car. That's metal. It it was uh. It went all right. <laughs> we're still kind of just feeling it out. We, we're we pretty spotless now. We're pretty seamless. And since you wouldn't want to call yourself maybe a tribute, a tribute how band. many band, or how many other songs do you do that aren't Misfits? One or two. Okay. We do a Ramon song. We do KKK, Took My Baby Away. And then in we did Mother. Which is Danzig, which is close. Yeah. And I, by that point. So Danzig like started it and then left and then came back. Dan, uh, Glenn Danzig started the misfits and then left and he was, did Sam Hain briefly and then just did his own thing as Danzig. Mm. And now they're, they're fighting They're tor- uh, him and the guitarist, right? Or yeah, they're backed together. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a misfits fan. I'm hmm. not a fanatic really. Like, right. I, right. I, I, I don't know that I probably should know more. <laughs> I probably should know way more because I'm in a misfits car. But, uh, I think they're touring. Are they, they played, They've been playing together. Yes. He and uh, Jerry Only, the um, bass player, were beefing for a while. And Jerry Only went on uh, and was, you know, carried the band, the Misfits, with the name, with different singers and stuff. So Tony, I was reading way more. Tony and uh, Evan. Hmm. Well, they're the two misfits aficionado in the band. And do you guys dress up like the misfits? And no, uh, do the we, hair and everything. What we did, what we've been doing, or we did our last show in Tulare, we put on, the, we did the makeup, hmm. and uh, we all wear backwards hats and nice. pull, kind of pull the hair through the front. Front. That makes sense. Um, we all wore misfit shirts, but we're hybrid bromance. So yes. we thought the backwards hat was really broy. <laughs> um, Evan wears like Evan wears bro shorts and. Um, Tony, I think, went up in his like his uh, camo shorts and shit. Yeah. I cut off the sleeves on a misfit shirt. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we kind of, we, we do a little thing. We do a little thing. It's a thing. It's real cute. That seems like a really cool, like, tour idea where, you know, you do half of the gigs yeah. as hybrid bromance, and then you do half of the gigs comedy. It would be fun. Not, I mean, like, the same venue. Of course. You know, you do, not, like, back-to-back. That would be tough. But, you know, you do, you know, set it up where it's half and half, and I'd you just tour over. four of you guys together. and Call t- Get Tony on the phone, man. He's got all the good He's got all the good ideas about what we should do. I'm just yeah. kind of on board as the... the Town he's killing it, man. He just did the uh, his album. He yeah, um, it was there. I was there. I, yeah. I, I, uh, how well was your set? My set got interrupted halfway through by a drunk bitch. Um, how well did you handle that? Um, I handled it decently, but it it pissed me off to no end because I was like, "This is going to be a great recording. I'll have this to pimp out." Hmm. And some drunk bitch in the middle of my favorite joke just fucking. And she just ruined it, or she went decided to like talk to you, or no, she. Just, so the the premise is like I'm like oh I'm I am you know I'm dating I'm but I'm, I'm kind of like been on a few dates with this one girl and then she just goes she's right here her name's Karen or some shit like that. <laughs> and it was, was it that girl or was it Karen? no? And what's hilarious is the girl who it actually is it was sitting um a table in front of her and the way that lights are fashioned I thought it was a friend the girl I'm kind of seeing hmm. I thought it was her friend. Oh, and um, like and she was I, actually calling you out. Like her, I thought her friend was shit housed, mm. and I immediately was like, right when I got off stage, I texted her. I was like, "Was that your friend?" She's like, "No, it was a girl sitting behind me." I'm like, mm. "Holy fuck, that's a weird coincidence." Yeah, that is. But they said they saw that girl who'd been yelling in the bathroom later. Like, like couldn't even hold herself up. And There's so always I, one at those clubs. Yeah, and you know, I, I had so much writing. I was like, "Dude, this could be so great," and I practiced so hard for it. And like they say, you can p- plan a picnic, but you can't predict the weather, man. And you couldn't recover, or it oh, just... I recovered. It was fine. It's mm. just it, it. I. It's not something I can give to, or like put out there really as a, as like th- here. This is a good representation. Now it's just, right. It's hey, one thing if she heckled like your punchline, yeah. and then you did a good retort. Yeah, it's like she jumped on the punchline. <laughs> she ju- she she didn't jump on the punchline. She jumped on like the pre setup. But mm. yeah, it was, and it was kind of just one of those. Well, and how easy is it to do comedy in front of a girl that you're seeing? It's uh that's a and a premise that is kind of about her. Well, it's it's not it's not about her, but it's it um she's who I'm currently seeing, hmm. so it kind of makes it about her in a way. Like I I have, but it was a, a joke girl or two. that was like from the past, and you're just that, setting it up as a little peek behind the curtains. It never yeah. happened. I made it up. <laughs> uh, what a comedian lied. Um, I like to get that where it's like oh this. I wasn't real, but you made it real. That's, I made it. That's still it was cool a, as it was comedy. A, it was a funny thought that I'm like, how funny would that be? But um, I've, that's eighty percent of my shit. Yeah, like, and it's fine. You embellish, and I always had you bedazzle. I, yes, I always got shit for that when, with my friends back in the day. Like when I was hanging out, and like you know, I would have a funny story of us. You yeah. know, when we got drunk or whatever, yeah. and you know, when I would retell it at a different party, people would be like. Hey, how come you said it was like ten beers that you slammed instead of it being really just three? And it's like, cause ten sounds better, you douche. You like, fuckface. Where's your pizzazz? Yeah, and they're like, well, ten didn't really happen. And you're like, do you care? Yeah. Do you want to die on this hill? Is this where you're gonna fucking make your stand? That's exactly it. Yeah. Fuck that dude. I don't normally do a lot of prep, and I don't do uh, a lot of 
uh, toiling and researching of like what would be the greatest question to ask this guest. Mm-hmm. I let those people do it for me. Okay. Like, you know, actual journalists. So I have decided to do another great celebrity interview with Robert Zoroff. And this celebrity interview is taken from the September 2016 TeamRock.com article okay. with Gene Simmons. Oh, fucking Christ. So all of these questions were asked to Gene Simmons, oh. one of the greatest rock stars of our generation. Uh, what a blowhard, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost hope- wishing that I picked uh, James Hetfield from our earlier oh, discussions. Yeah. Okay, this sounds fun. So you're going to ask me the questions you asked him? Or, I mean, you asked that him, were but asked of that, him. yeah, that the uh, journalist. And asked. now you can pretend that you're Gene Simmons and answer in the way he did, or you can just answer in the way you would. I'll, I'll, it doesn't matter. I won't answer as Gene, but I'll have some fun as this. <laughs> All right, here is the first question. Oh boy. What are the best and worst things about being you? Uh, the best thing about being me is my. Uh, my boyish good looks. Mm. The worst thing about being me is my crippling anxiety and OCD. <laughs> I thought you were going to say my boyish good looks. <laughs> but that, those are some good uh, answers. What are your tips for pleasing a woman? Mm. Yeah. My tips for pleasing a woman, choke her. And choke her a lot. That's your tip? <laughs> but not enough to kill her, right? Not enough to kill her. But, Just uh, enough to thrill her. Oh, yeah. And, you know, say some dirty shit. And if you feel silly, then you're doing it right. Just say, you know, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, get, uh, get my dick all wet. <laughs> it sounds dumb, but for some reason, in the moment, they eat it up. Mm. Oh, uh. oh, and uh, spend more time on the boobies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice. I like that advice. Yeah, yeah. What's your best lyrical innuendo? My best lyrical innuendo is uh, is when I have a Halloween-themed joke and I tell a girl I'm going to come on her boobs. <laughs> and I, that works. I, yeah. Those are my lyrics. Those are my songs. <laughs> can you put a figure on your personal fortune? Slim to none. <laughs> right, if I can put a figure on it, um, uh, a small pile of rice. Oh, that's a that's a hard one for me as a uh, right. You uh, get like yeah, you have too many uh, bonds yeah. and uh, well, no, it's a hard one for me because I'm not that quick on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you enjoy showing off? Oh man! Uh, secretly, a fuck ton. Yes. Yeah. Secret. I love it when I'm better than someone at something. But publicly, not so much. Uh, you know, I'll try to act humble about it. Mm. <laughs> Have you considered a career in politics? Every day that I wake up and I read the news and I think, "Fuck this guy," mm. I, I'm like, "Man, maybe if like right now I got my shit together and stop posting dumb shit on Facebook that will bite me in the ass later." I one day can run for president or something, or maybe try to write this ship. I would probably fuck up. I'd get too drunk in the Oval Office one night, and I w- I'd like prank call Uzbekistan or something, and, <laughs> and it would blow up in my face. <laughs> Do you have Prince Albert in the can? Sorry, what is what is? <laughs> I, I I I every day I'm like, man. What if I did this? What if, could I do this? I, I have thought about it. I've always thought about it, but then I've thought like, wait a minute, I don't want to do that all my life. Yeah. I don't want to like be that guy. I just want to like, yeah, write the ship and then be like, peace out, guys. Yeah, I would not want that many cameras <laughs> on me all the time either. Because I, this is like my whole argument for not living with a girlfriend too. Is I get into some weird <laughs> shit, and it's not even sexual. I get into yeah. like some weird shit in private, like that. I don't need that kind of like that pressure of the, that like exposure around me you like your alone time yeah 
Yeah, exactly. I like a good 18 hours a day of alone time. <laughs> Next question. Like, what, what's he doing in the garage? Don't fucking worry about why I'm in the garage. <laughs> okay, let's go. Is there anything you wouldn't do for money? Yes. Lots of stuff I wouldn't do for money. Um, I wouldn't kill my parents for money. Mm, that's uh, a good thing. I don't think I would... I don't think I would kill an innocent person for money. I don't think... Oh, this is the whole how much would you suck a dick for argument. Mm, right. I, you know what? For the right amount of money, I would partake in some real uh, grimy homosexual activity. Right. Probably. Right, right. To an right. Ex- yeah, you know what? I probably could be bought there. Like, I don't think I'd fuck... You would penetrate as well as being penetrated? I mean, put some dollar signs in front of me and let's mm. talk some... Tally figures. The Six Jew figures. in me is, the Jew in me is just yeah. like chomping at the bit. I think um, it's, t- all, it's always about with me. It's like, well, how dire are my strengths? Yeah. And you know what? Also, like, you gotta think about. It's like you. I'm not. I'm not a homophobic guy. But you know, that's you. You. I would feel bad about it afterwards because that's not who I am. And it's like, and I think I would feel not that necessarily that I partook in something gay, but that like, it's not. I'm not gay. You know what I mean? And I just sold right. who I am out. But you know, that's a whole different conversation. Uh, I there's a lot. I wouldn't. A lot of. I wouldn't fuck a corpse. <laughs> I wouldn't mm. fuck an animal. Uh, I don't think no I bestiality, would, no uh, necrophilia. I wouldn't like perform surgery on my ball sack with no <laughs> anesthesia. These are a lot of things. Yeah, you wouldn't do. Yeah, I uh, sounds uh, like you're. There, yeah. There's so many things I wouldn't yeah, do for money. I, uh, Gene Simmons, on the other hand, <laughs> is a fucking douchebag uh, sellout who do everything for money. Yep, yeah. I think he has. Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay, next Even question. I keep saying Dr. Love, and that's not kicks ass. <laughs> What's the best feeling in the world? Best feeling in the world. One of them is definitely crushing a set. Mm-hmm. Just fucking crumpling it up in your hands and then just dropping it and walking off. Uh, yeah, and then you tell the next comic, like, deal with that. Deal with it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, all that act. Good luck. Fucking can't follow a killer uh, or whatever <laughs> the hell he says in walk the line you know what's funny is chuck berry and uh and little richard they used to tour together and their egos are so huge both of them always wanted to um, close out the show so the compromise was they would switch off every show that makes sense and they would always try to one-up each other and one night uh jerry lee lewis it's his it's not his turn to close it's it's a uh, little richard so at the very end of his set he lights his piano on fire and nice. causes like pandemonium and like everyone's running screaming and you know the the theater staff comes out they gotta like put it out and he goes up to the microphone and he goes uh little richard you want it on stage <laughs> and just walks off but sorry yeah so crushing it another great feeling i've only done it once but uh i've only stood up once on a wakeboard and it was fucking rad oh, yeah it was at lake shasta my friend was an instructor and i did it at like as the sun was going down and honestly that might have been one of the greatest feelings of my life and hmm. it's and it's very it's like a strange thing to pick but it was it was really cool I agree. Uh, I've been on a wakeboard. It's fun. Yeah. And then, uh, like, when you're in high school, if you like a girl, and then, like, you find out she likes you, or so, or any any time in life, if you really yeah, have a crush that, on someone. What is that like? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's only happened once or twice. But, like, if, if you have a crush on someone, and then, like, they kind of like you, and you're like, ah, magic, magic, how the love songs make sense. There are those moments, like, in your life where you're like, this song is my life. Yeah. And then, six months later, you pick a new song where you're like, no. This song is my yeah. life about how much everything has gone to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What in your life are you most proud of? Ooh. What in my life am I most proud of? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, <laughs> I think so negatively about myself all the time. That's a hard one to yank out. Am I right? Um, 
I gotta think about that one. I couldn't tell you. All right, we'll go back to it. Okay. What's your greatest regret? Oh my god, I have so many gr- regrets. I'll just come up with one uh, that happened recently. I was just, uh, I was just on vacation. We we're at a bar, and there was a really, really cute girl there who kind of. I was like, oh man, she's adorable, and she, she looked, at, she kept looking at me, which is not something that happens right. often. And it and wasn't like you just like coming I, up with an idea. No, it was like she was yeah, really and, looking at you, and, and I just pushed out going and talking to her. And even at 31, it still happens to me. Oh, I've had those moments. You second guess yourself. Well, it, you know, you're like, oh, she's not looking at me. It, like, it wasn't even that. I was like, oh, what am I going to say to her? Like, and it was, hmm. like, and it was just, it was just that primal middle school fear. That, that hit me and I regret that. And this was at like a resort or something. No, sort of I was like... in I was in Austin and we were at we were just at a at this cool bar over there and we we're up on the second level and this is a really adorable girl wearing uh, overalls of all things. Nice, I love them. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, that, oh. and then she kept kind of peeking at me and I'm like, afterwards like, fuck, fuck. I was looking for the right opportunity for her to like walk up to the bar so I could try to get a drink at the same time. Ah, but, right. but like they say in uh, what was that movie? I can't hardly wait. Like fate will only take you so far, man. You gotta you gotta do the extra the extra few feet. <laughs> in the words of Jenna Elfman. In the words of Damn, you caught that reference. <laughs> I love Cat. My man. Yeah. My man. Uh, I love uh, her rack in that movie too. <laughs> yeah, what's not to love? Yeah. Uh, a lot of my regrets though are involve uh, just being such a blackout drunk in my early 20s mm. there's just so many regrets idiot oh god dude i have i have countless regrets why did i do that yeah and why didn't i do this hmm. so heed all you young anyone out there in your 20s still in your early 20s uh, there's two ways of doing things there's the easy way and the hard way go with the hard way mm. every time go i mean i think robert frost said that did he really a little better like take the less path oh yeah two roads diverged <laughs> and i fucking came on some bushes uh, <laughs> take the road that has a lot of bears yeah or something like that uh, yeah one less travel take take no it's not even the one less traveled it's just do the one the harder option in general is always gonna yield better results even if you <laughs> fail That's ultimately like with comedy too. It's not just strangers that you want to feel accepted with. You want to feel accepted by other comics. You know, you want to feel like these guys that are around me all the time want me to be here too. Not just like, oh yeah, he's here because it's an open mic and it's a public environment. We can't, we as a yeah. other comics can't be like, dude, bro, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're thinking way too much into it. I do it I too. Know. Though. I do it too. I know. I, I we're, am. We're, Cause we're, we're the, uh, we're a who's who of damaged children is what I, I like to say. And a yeah. lot of us are, a, our self esteem is shot. B, we're thinking way too much into it. This and, is the negative side. That's the thing. It's like an atomic bomb. Yeah. You know, it can do really good things. It can do really poor things with overthinking everything mm-hmm. with comedy. It can create really funny bits. It can create insanity yeah. of like, why, is. Um, am I liked enough or yeah. am I like, yeah. And at the end of the, you, at the end of the day, I always try to remind myself people who like, who feel negatively also just don't care. Yes. And, and people who feel positively, that's a hard thing to shake. So, but well, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's a balance. It's not like I'm always thinking this. <laughs> there's just those like moments after you suck a huge dick. That's when you're like, Oh man, why don't I wish, I wish all these people weren't here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone who bombs pretty often, I, I concur. How long have you been doing 
the comedy up comedy <laughs> well uh technically five years but the first two years was very off and on hmm. and then i feel like uh uh past three years it's like ramped up little by little and i'm also inconsistent with a lot of it and, but right. uh it's been about five years so um and do you feel like you've progressed from your first <laughs> yes i've progressed a lot but um not as much uh, but there is a plateau or uh, yeah, I've, you know, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle, you know, um, there's been plateaus, but there's also been a lot of climbs, but I think expecting yourself to climb constantly is, uh, and what would you say is like a highlight so far? A highlight so far is, uh, Hmm. It's a good question. Biggest highlight thus far. <laughs> I think the biggest highlight is it's not just one thing. It's when you go into a, like a, into a room or somewhere where it's just a shitty crowd. Um, no one's doing well. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just check out. You you already have written it off. You're like, ah, I'm not going to get them. Whatever. Right. I'm just going to This is going to suck. And then you go up there. And by some miracle, you know, you you kill it. Hmm. And then you look back and you're like, of course, dude. You've been doing this for long enough. You know how to do this. Hmm. You've got the material. Of course you did. You did well. And it's those moments where you're like, fuck yeah. This something's paid off. But for every one of those, there's like 50. Yeah. Should I quit? Should I quit tonight? Should I just fucking quit? Am I needed here? I so want to tell a few guys like that I know on the open mic scene. I'm yeah. like, you guys, why don't we just stop doing this and just go hang out at a, you yeah. know, just go hang out. Like we do you don't start a, do you want to like start a clothing company yeah, or something? Let's, let's try to just do something else. Yeah. And <laughs> like, you know, I like you guys, but I don't think we're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what though? It, yeah, it, it's the yeah. I got nothing. It's it another accomplishment. Um, let's see another accomplishment. I think it's just like just getting funnier. I I mm. can't think of a moment yet. I don't think I've had that moment where I'm like where it's my big fucking atom bomb moment. So I'm still waiting for it. But I'll, I think just uh, your jokes getting more and more complex and uh, and coherent. What do you think was the biggest audience you played to? Oh, dude, packed Irvine Improv, which sits about 500 people. I got that's the, a decent crowd. Yeah, and this was this was like year three. Um, mm-hmm. I got notified that day that the show I was going to be on that Joe Rogan was going to headline. Pussy whipped is some real shit. I've been pussy whipped in every relationship I've ever been in ever. I always start off really good too. You always start off. You're going to learn from the last one. Listen, I don't want to tell you what to do. You don't tell me what to do. How's that? Let's just not label this. Let's just enjoy each other's company. Oh, my God. Totally. That's what I was thinking. I am so tired of guys trying to marry me and own me. Totally. That's what they always said. But what they mean is, here's my plan. I'm 29, and I would really like to have a family. And I don't think you're really into that right now, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pretend that I don't care for, like, three months. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. I'll wake you up, blowing you in the morning. I'll make you breakfast. I'll clean your dog shit in your backyard. And you don't even have to ask. And then I'm going to start to cry. Right when I know you're fully in love, right when I know I got you, then I'm like, I don't know where this is going. And we'll see what happens then. Ha ha! And I was like, fuck me. Um, yeah. So, and I'm, it's one of the more nerve, one of the most nervous I've ever been. And then 
I'm like, I'm still doubting myself. I, even to this day, I would be like 500 fucking people. Yeah. And so I get up on stage. I do it for seven minutes. I get some big laughs because, as you know, the more people, the better jokes are going to work. They're electric. The, right. like, a, a laughter is electric. I get up there. I do my thing. I didn't kill. I did. But you did well I did, enough. I did good. Yeah. And then I got off stage and was like, oh, my God, that just that just happened. And it, it's insane. It's hard enough to see. Like, it, as you know, like stage lights, it's kind of hard to see. Mm-hmm. You know, people like faces become blurred the further back you get. But for some reason that night I could see all the way back and it was wow. like a, it was it was insanity. Joe Rogan, by the way, I um, we got kicked out of the green room because <laughs> I was technically an intern. And but at the end of the, at the end of the night, I went in the back. I think I'd left something in there and I walked in to get it. And he just got off stage and he walks in just he and I hmm. and he's covered in sweat. And wow. I'm like, oh, man, it's Joe Rogan. And I just I was like, hey, Joe, that was amazing. Uh, that was great. I can't wait for the special. And he was super nice. He's like, oh, thanks, man. Oh, how long have you been doing it? And he, and he starts asking me questions. And then I forget what I said. He kind of got between me and the door and just started talking at me for about five minutes straight, hmm. just in a, in a Joe Rogan fashion, just talking at me. And at certain like point, about DMT or <laughs> he was just talking about open mics and how he's like, it's, yeah, making your buddies laugh. It's great, but it's not, that's not the con- You don't want to concentrate on making your buddies laugh. You want to concentrate on making like that, that one guy at the bar who doesn't give a fuck. You want to concentrate on him. That's and at a certain a good point, yeah. And at a certain point, I'm like, Joe Rogan's holding me hostage back there. <laughs> But uh, he signed an autograph for my friend, who I still haven't given it to him. Um, <laughs> just stole. <laughs> well, I, it's sitting. I, my friend lives in Oregon now, and I don't see him that often. Well, they do have something called a mail. Yeah, fuck that. That's for, <laughs> that's for adults. That's for grownups. Right. And then, uh, so when he was done, uh, he fist bumps me. I've got a huge fist. Mm. I just I have big hands. Joe Rogan's fist is like mine plus two more knuckles, mm. and he's he's way shorter. He's got a fucking huge paw. Yeah. And we fist bump, and it feels like brick. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, it was, that, that was, that was, I, I thank him for giving me like the rock star for a night. Uh, He's definitely an idol for sure. Yeah. Just even just comedy and just as a person, you know, I just respect a lot of just what he does and not everything. I'm not necessarily like as crazy into MMA or whatever, Oh no, but you don't have to be, you know, just his perspective and the idea of like, I don't want to be anybody who's you know, different than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be me. <laughs> it's, and it's hard sometimes, you know what I mean? Cause of you're, course. You know, I feel like I'm like one person on this podcast, another person on stage and another person in front of my girlfriend. Like it's all me, but there's like things I would say on stage that I would never tell my girlfriend. And she would be like, what the fuck is like? Yeah. I don't know that person. It's like, yeah, because I can't talk about dick jokes in front of you. Like, but oh, on you're stage- not living your relationship to its uh, fullest potential, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> no, maybe I, I should, but that's the thing. Like, it's like, or in front of her parents, or in front of whatever. It's of like course. certain social settings. I can't. It's like I choose to be like, okay, I'm gonna be me, but I'm not gonna be the one that's telling j- dick jokes right now. <laughs> well, do you, I, I sometimes feel like, and maybe this this you feel the same way as I feel like with like, you know, all the situations you're, you're yourself, but you're amplifying different aspects of yourself. You right. know? So you're not, you're, and you're sharing pieces of yeah. yourself that you, well, if you got on stage and we're just like right now, if we got on stage, everyone would be like, fuck this. But if mm. we turned up how filthy we were being, the same kind, like we just turned that up a little bit and we modified our voices just a little bit. You know, it might get funny. So, I, th- I think, you know, yeah, we, we compartmentalize a lot of, of who we are, but it's, you have to, because just what it takes to live well, your life. You can't, you can't go into your job and start riffing and you can't right. go into your job and start talking dirty to like you would your girlfriend or talking cute. So, but I feel like certain people, especially in comedy, once you get to a certain level, the Dave's Attell, Sons of the Worlds, uh, whoever, they're them no matter what, you know, it's not 
any different in front of the girlfriend or on stage or whatever. You know, it's them yeah. forever. Well, for good or bad, you know, like they're always on, kind of, or thing. they're always themselves. Like I don't think David tells like oh, I'll just say that on stage, but I'm not going to say it in front of these you know people I met at Norms. Yeah, like no, he's going to say like something if it comes in his head. He's yeah, I mean he's he's one of the best. So and he's I think that's I think where we all want to get is that we yeah you don't give a fuck. Well, not even so much <laughs> that you, we don't give a fuck. It's just that your personality uh, has like your act or I mean just like your personality is very congruent to who you're on stage not necessarily that you're being a prick all the time but right. like you're you're it's it's that level of honest if that makes sense like we've talked i've talked about it on the podcast before where like you know people say oh just be yourself it's like if <laughs> i've been myself ever like i would have killed myself a long time ago like <laughs> yeah. which self uh, yeah, like, i know like, when people be say yourself, be yourself in a job interview i would have never gotten a job ever yeah. are you like me you're like be myself i'm a horrible person yeah i'm a boring horrible person I'm talking about dick jokes like <laughs> well then uh, i th- i always take that as it, i think when i was in my 20s i'm like well if the person who I, I like who i am if i think i'm boring then maybe i am and maybe i should do something about that hmm. but um yeah i yeah being yourself <laughs> being yourself is overrated be be uh, be Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's a good person to be. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that guy, I feel like, is definitely trying a little hard. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think he's, he, I, I like him, but. Especially, like, with his musicianship. Like, and I'm sure he's way better than me and plays a lot more gigs. But it is like, oh, man, like. Just stick with acting, bro. <laughs> You're he, good at that. Shia LaBeouf is kind of like my my upper stratosphere of of when you try too hard. Mm, I would mm. say. I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt can he'll level it out. Yeah. Who do you think makes better movies of those two? Yeah. Fucking who's a better? I, ugh. Yeah. Who's Shia a LaBeouf actor? is 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 insufferable. And but if Joseph Gordon-Levitt by far. Have they ever been in the same movie? I don't know. I don't think so. Just chewing the scenery up together. Yeah, but that would be cool. Them like doing like a buddy road trip movie yeah. or something. Well, it would just be called like Try Hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a cool idea. Two actors that have been, you know, you know, in the public eye, and now they've become douches, and now they take a road trip to and find themselves. So, uh, no, I wouldn't put Joseph Gordon-Levitt in there. He seems okay. like he's a good dude in person. Yeah, I'm Shia, sure. I'm sure they're both nice. <laughs> uh, Shia LaBeouf seems like an asshole. <laughs> he, so I would put Shia LaBeouf also That's the insufferable thing, douchebag. Shia LaBeouf and uh, Justin Bieber. Ah, uh, yeah. I would put them it's in a This breakout role. Yeah, breakout mm-hmm. role. Justin Bieber and uh, Shia LaBeouf go on a road trip, and they uh, find themselves, and they figure out, uh, is celebrity really the thing that we're desiring? Yeah, they, and then they kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Thelma and Louis style. Good Lord willing. <laughs> they just drive off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be the best. So Adam Carolla podcast. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Adam Carolla makes what's called Mangria. Yep. It's a delicious if you've never in had fact, it. In fact, I have his IPA in my fridge. You've got speak. Endless Rant? I have Endless Rant. Are you about this? Yeah, at Piazza's. At Piazza's. So I am friends with who they call on the show Chris Maxipata. Cool, yeah. We know each other from high school, kind of. His and music's pretty cool. He's fucking unassuming, but wildly talented. Definitely. Um, 
but um, I'm and I kind of friends with all uh, some of his friends from high school were acquaintances. But uh, I just texted him. And I'm like, "Do you need an opener?" Nice for Deep Piazzas. Matt Edgars, who uh, is a comedy store paid regular, who's sure. amazing. He grew up uh, not far from me too, like same kind of group of friends. So he's headlining. I was like, "Do you need uh, you need a young buck who can maybe?" And he's like, let me check. So I'm kind of excited. Sweet. Probably won't work out. And would you do music or comedy? Oh, this is for comedy. Okay. Unless, I mean, I could do, I don't, I could scramble something together musically if I had to. Have you thought about doing both? Oh, uh, no. I, I would never. You do, don't want to be that guy. No. I'll save that for people who are good at it, like Garfunkel and Oates and whatnot. Yeah. Flight of the Concord. Stephen Lynch, wherever he went. Yeah. Where did he go? I yeah. That guy was, was so funny. Jack Black and Kyle Gass. I saw them at the, at the Piazzas. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Way back in the day. <laughs> Must have been. I grew up right by Tipiazza's and all my, I mean, yeah. Yep. I, I've, a, I've done a lot of uh, gigs there. Not yeah. myself, but I've, I mean, as a guest, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of gigs. Shout out to Tipiazza's, uh, Anaheim yeah. Street in Long Beach. Yep. It's, a lot of us cut our teeth as young dumbasses. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that'd be awesome if that worked out. That would be sweet. Yeah. I was thinking about just going as a fan. Just. I'm, I'll go with you. Hell yeah! I'll go as a fan. Damn, that's well. Let's. It's a date. Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, I met Adam Carolla a few times. Really? Um, I met him at a book signing, which was the first time. Obviously, I mean, it was just a handshake, and that uh, right, of course, blew my mind. I that was the first time I've ever been starstruck. Then um, I met him. I went to a Mangria event, like a Cinco de Mayo one, hmm. and I took a picture with him. Which whatever, no big Hell deal. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I got to go to the to the studio. Cool. Uh, Chris had me come up, and I went with a friend of ours. Isn't and, it sweet? And uh, it they have Mangria on tap. What? I got a little lit, and I got to basically Chris gave me free reign to explore. I got to go like into the studio. Nice. I'll show all. Um, I put a bunch of pictures up on the Adam Carolla Reddit a few years ago. I'll show them to you. It's great. Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of shook hands with Adam again. And I mean, obviously, he's just like, hey, nice to meet you. Like, right. <laughs> I just wanted to. St- I wanted to stay out of his hair, so I just kind of hung out, and uh, I just got to kind of wander around. And uh, you saw his like ass- race cars. And yeah. All that? Assistant Rob took me over to the the studio that was the second studio mm-hmm. that I think now is the main one. That's a few blocks over that, that was under construction. Right. And it um it had it it had his Aston Martin, which I got Sweet. to sit in that's got his name monogrammed on the runner. Wow. Which was this th- that was like I th- that I mean I didn't earn it comedically, but that was like one of my moments where I was yeah. like, everything's coming together. Oh, wouldn't it be so sweet at some point where you did get famous enough where you could be a guest and you could tell them that story? Like I met you back yeah. in the day and you didn't give a shit. Well, I don't blame him, but um, <laughs> of course you were. I was I did I was backstage doing the uh, I was hosting the Irvine Improv. Mm. So what you do is um, they bring you on for Comedy Juice. If you're local, you come on and you host it. And Alonzo Bowden and uh, this guy Jonathan Kite. Jonathan yeah. Kite plays the chef on. Um, Two Broke he does Girls. all those great impressions. He's, he is one, oh, man. if not the best impressionist I've ever met. I love his Jeff Bridges. Oh, he's he's he, 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 <laughs> hey man, Tom Hanks stubbing his toe. Yes. Wow. Um, but I was in the back talking to, to Jonathan Kite and Alonzo Bowden, who's you know he's a big deal. Comes in, he's always on the Corolla podcast. And I was like, Alonzo, I just wanted to say I love it when you're on the podcast. You're one of my favorite guests. He's like, Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. You ever been a guest? And I was like, Oh, stop it. <laughs> and then my my recent uh, Six Degrees of Adam Carolla. Um, because I've been a fan since I was in sixth grade, since of about course. 1997. Of days, yeah. And um, I, on, so what I do for my day job is I sell fabric for a textile company. I work with furniture Whoa. designers. I know. How much pussy ladies, are you bringing in? <laughs> you, you would actually be fucking shocked at how uh, excited girls get about um, mm. home interiors and furniture. It's no, it, I believe it, it was the joke. Like, yeah. hey, girls, keep your fucking shirts on. But they're like, oh, I love you know interior decorating. Mm. I love design. Mm. But um. So there's this company I work, I, I do business with. I sell the fabric to, and they're the biggest online retailer, uh, in, if not the world. Right. Um, 
I'm look, watching a live or a Instagram video from Adam Carolla and his couch in his house. I see it and I think I recognize the fabric. Mm-hmm. And I check with the company they have sold to Adam Carolla, and I'm like, I think one of my fabrics is in his house. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, this is a weird moment for me. I don't know how to feel. Mm. And then I thought I saw someone a porno, so that was cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. assume it, uh, that fabric should be pretty durable for porn stars, right? It's it's uh, spot clean. Yeah, it's spot cleanable. It has some Scotch Guard on it. It's good for cum. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I was, I was going to tell you about this building we're in now. Oh, yeah. We're at an apartment out. complex in Long Beach. That this spot um, was where, in the 80s, the fraternity I was in in high school had their house. Whoa. And it was, like, apparently their most infamous era was right here. So this used to be a house. This used to be a frat house. Well, I think they bulldozed that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I was... That's sweet. I was in a fraternity in college that is now over off of Anaheim and Newport. And Not that, my proudest moment, but... Uh, you don't have fond memories of being in a frat? I have some. But then some are like, what the fuck was I doing? majority of my friends that were like that they were like uh, you're a storyteller and i'm like yeah is that a bad thing you're calling it a bad thing i think of it as i'm a good storyteller <laughs> i brighten parties yeah when people hear that story they laugh yeah they don't go wait a minute was that accurate there's, yeah there, there's certain things you can call people out on but then there's ones that's like who cares yeah. but going back to what i was saying is I, I i had since i started comedy three serious girlfriends mm. and like i've had to tell the second two like you're kind of grandfathered into some old girlfriend jokes mm-hmm, by the way mm-hmm. and in new girls i start to kind of see them i have to be like yeah so you're gonna hear some shit um <laughs> fucking deal with it <laughs> i mean i and i would never i would never air anyone like a uh, ex's business right unless she like cheated on me or something then you're free game but and, no i always but tell you're them, also like, not I'm dropping not, names yeah or... i'm like if something funny happens that's not you know nothing personal i of course, I'm going to tell jokes, but if it's like something with like their family or something happened, no, I'm not. It's, mm-hmm. So that that it is a part of comedy too that you have to you got to let them know what's going to happen unless they saw met, you met them at a show and then it's like, well, you knew. No, nah, and I, women, I mean, right? There's yeah. so many differences between men and women. <laughs> do you do a lot of uh, gender bits? Uh, you know, do you talk about like the differences between men and women? Hey. I'm trying to. Th- I've been. Tr- I find that a lot of my stuff tends to be sexual, and I'm trying to get away from that. It's just what it is. Um, but uh, some of it's gendery. I would say uh, it's never like, oh man, men and women, so many differences. But definitely, there's some bits there that not. It's it's a well trod um, subject, but I think I tr- handle it originally. I try to keep it as original as I can, but you know, everyone hits that eventually. I so wanted to do a joke or one-liner that I was thinking about because it was true to life, but I didn't have the heart to say it in front of my girlfriend, but I was Mm. so wanting to. But I wanted to be like, you know what the definition of a lazy bitch is? (laughs) A girl that will tell you she doesn't suck your dick because it's too big. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) And she's she's not her, but I've had an ex tell me that exact phrase, like, Good for you. I'm not doing it because, and I'm like, bitch, it's not that big. It's not. I've seen big. Shout out to Daryl's penis. <laughs> it's a fucking real uh, deck rope. It's decent at best. It's a real uh, reptile. 
I would assume it's a little higher than average, but not necessarily like, whoa, what the fuck is that? It's a real forearm. <laughs> it's like Brad Williams holding an apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real hog. <laughs> but sometimes you got to hop on that's those. That's the thing. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, that is what a woman would say. Like, it's so conniving. Like, oh, I'll compliment him, but get out of doing what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so you can't complain. He can't be like, well, fuck you, bitch. Every once in a while, you have to, like, hop on one of those, like, uh, alley-oop opportunities to just burn someone and then mm. apologize profusely mm. my uh my my friend i think i think it was like last week and we were talking about something she's like yeah well i grew up really poor and i just went ew and it felt real satisfying <laughs> and then i apologized profusely yeah yeah it's it's tough to, i I've, I've run into that a lot where i put my foot in my mouth and it's like not like somebody that you're gonna like never see again it's yeah. like somebody that you're like oh I'm going to like see you for the next five years of my life. Yippee. And I've made myself look like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember this as like our keystone <laughs> moment. I've had that with plenty of uh, family members that are like, you know, yeah, in-laws and things like that. Like friends of my girlfriend were like, it was one time where I said like, yeah, I would smoke weed well, if uh, so, some hot model handed it to me. Yeah. And that forever went like, that guy is not cool. Well, it's their fault for not being able to riff properly. That's always my, whenever a conversation's awkward, I'm just like, it's your fucking fault. Mm. I showed up. I delivered. I yes-handed. Fuck you. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, again, like like trying to be a different person when you really want to just be yourself. But you can't be yourself. Like, there's so many times where it's just like, and it's taxing. It's mm. like, it feels like you've been through something. Like, man, this is harder than work. Like, Oh man, I'd rather go to work. Yeah, it's good. instead of hanging out with these eight people. <laughs> it's it's um because well I'm in sales, so when I go in and talk to people, I have to put on I got to put on a mask to the point where I have to be kind of like witty, but I can't. There's certain lines I can't cross, and when I walk out a lot of those, it like I feel drained mm. because you just you just you know performed in a way, and you know with for lot, your supper. Yeah. And, and you danced for the man. And there's a lot of times in social situations because, you know, you and I are social people. It, you don't, you can't necessarily turn that off, but you have to play to the audience. And it's, and the, the amount of like actual mental work you're doing to keep that going is exhausting. A lot of people don't get that. And there's also a huge, I think, serotonin drop off. You, when you t- turn your personality up, mm. it's like the fuel you're using is, mm. I think a lot of it is uh, serotonin and dopamine. And when that's all done, and those are depleted, you feel that physical drop. It's a real thing. Totally. I've had those moments too, yeah, where you're like, you have such a high from being on stage, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, hanging out with everybody backstage for 20 minutes, that's the exhausting part. Mm -hmm. That's like, oh, man, I wish that went better. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever, you know. It's just like, I, I, and I did that a lot, a lot when I first started, you know, now it's not so much because I know everybody. And, Mm -hmm. But when I first started like showing up to the anchor bar for the first time, it was like I wasn't worried about what I went on stage with. I was worried about like, oh, I hope these guys think I'm cool. <laughs> you, um, yeah, and you know, you it's you're just riding chemicals. It's it and it makes you do and say strange things. But funny st- anchor bar, um, I was there. This was a few years ago, and I was standing in a circle with uh, Keith and um, Nick Petrillo, who's mm-hmm. another Long Beach comedian. Yeah, He's a real funny guy. I, yeah, um, I've, I've seen think, him a bunch. Yeah, and who else was there? I think like. There's there's a few other or Tim Grishel and uh, right. one of a few guys and then I was standing there with that Nate. guy's funny Tim. Tim Tim is one of the most underrated comics yeah. I've ever met the dude is a juggernaut mm-hmm. uh, but and then I was sitting there kind of like in the circle but I was talking to Damian Holmes another hilarious 
hilarious guy who's killing it in New York, I hope. Um, <laughs> and he and I were kind of talking, and then like the circle group, and they these guys just started riffing so hard, like yeah. it was it was a riff pit. And Damien and I both kind of like backed off, backed away from the circle, and we we're both like, that was exhausting. He's like, I just want to be like, guys, guys, guys. There's enough shtick to go around. We're good. <laughs> and and it, 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 it's going back it's to like eight tags, like layering each oh other. Oh my God. It can get exhausting. Yeah. And, and you know, the funniest is if like you find yourself to be, you're in a circle and you're riffing the hardest and you're being the funniest. Hmm. And then someone way better than you shows up and you just put your tail between your legs. You're like, fuck. Uh, well, that was a fun run. And you just I'll shut, shut up. up. I'll shut up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, man, I was, I was Captain Big Dick for a minute there. I'm always this guy where I'm in the circle for a minute hearing people riff and then I feel find my in and go like and then I said what the f-? Yeah. and then they're like and I'll be like yeah I'll shut up now or if you think it's going to be <laughs> super funny and it just falls completely flat <laughs> it's you know it's funny is, is the hard, the more and more you get into comedy too um, the harder and harder it has been for me to like shut it off mm. yeah and it's good to shut it off you it gotta is. shut it off those big fails but also it's pushed me Mm -hmm. bringing it back to the beginning where ryan told me nah we're not gonna have you as a guest that pushed me to be like well i gotta get good yeah good enough so i can be on this guy's podcast eventually exactly (laughs) exactly it didn't make me go like well fuck this i guess i'll just quit you know what's really funny is uh when i first uh started i we went to a show at the irvine improv just to see some comedian, I don't remember who, and at the end they did like a joke competition, and mm. so people came up, and every and I I went up, and everyone told like hacky bar jokes, and I told one I had written, mm. and it got no laughs, <laughs> and I felt horrible about it, and uh, and uh, the the dude who ran it signed this this napkin, like it said like it was my consolation prize, and said you suck, <laughs> and I felt really bad afterwards, but my my friend who's he's a very positive guy, I was like dude I feel bad, and he just goes it's like Chumbawamba said man. at that moment i was like holy shit and i still have that fucking piece of paper locked away and i'm like one day once when when i make it i'm gonna pull that out i'm gonna find that comp that comedian i'm not gonna say his name was Mm. he's relatively famous and i'm just gonna well actually you know what i'm not i'm not holding him responsible i'm Mm. just gonna pull it out and i'm gonna like put that up and post it like on my wall or something like yeah suck my dick bitch right that would be a cool thing to frame and go like this guy gave this to me there's i guess maybe my proudest moment that i haven't let uh comedy break me yet Mm. I'm like, what else you got? You got more? That is the one thing is this medium will humble you in no other way. It will level. If you're feeling cocky, do some comedy, man. Mm-hmm. It will. It is. In any aspect of life. You Woo! think you're cool. You think you're hip. You think you're good with the ladies. Try comedy. Oh, my. It's it. I, you know, what's really funny, too. And it may, I am biased, but I always I like have more respect for comedians. I feel like than most people just because I know how hard it is to a a just go up for your first time mm-hmm. is it's the hard way you know it's going the hard way and uh being so constantly uh working so hard constantly like come up with better jokes and just getting up in front of people and with nothing but your mouth and your mind yep. and and making them laugh like evoking emotions from them like I, I respect that so much more than a lot of what other people do out there sorry moving on <laughs> all right
Second to last question. Okay. What is the meaning of life? The meaning of life. That's always one of those things. I'm like, is there a real meaning to life, or is maybe it we've touched on it already? Yeah. Is um. Well, I mean, if you want to get scientific about it, the meaning of life is to survive and procreate, which is happy. Right. Um, <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah. Propagate the species. My meaning of life. I. I. I don't know. I think I'm just on a quest to be happy. I guess. I, I don't really. Hmm. I don't have anything profound to say. I, I think, think it's. it's to, to, to do better, do more better than I do fucking up, if that works as a sentence. <laughs> right. To suck less and less. Being successful. Yeah, I'm, to be successful and to... And not just monetarily, but, like, fulfilled in life. To to try as many things as I can, maybe, I don't know. I like that idea. Like, just having as many unique moments as possible, good or bad. To, to kind of just squeeze every last drop, every last drop you can. I started, uh... Because I have so many regrets from my early 20s and just not, like... And just kind of being a slouch. Um, or starting comedy earlier. That's yeah, my oh, biggest oh, regret. fucking A. I wish. I wouldn't have been funny at all. Um, but I started a travel checklist of places I've never been that I want to go. So, like, there's... What's the uh, number one? Uh, I don't have a number one yet, but I scratched off. Uh, I went out to Salvation Mountain in Slab City, outside the South Salt Sea with Amber Scalzo, another awesome I comedian. I thought that, yeah, you yeah. guys were both on it. I saw... Yeah. You guys both posted, and I was like, I wonder if they're together. She, she, uh, she's, she's like me. She's kind of like, she's got that quest for the weird. She's a cool travel. chick. Oh, yeah, she's she, awesome. Yeah. And so I was telling her, she's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, All right, let's party. We're that looks so fun, too. Yeah. So I made this checklist, and that's kind of my, one of my new meanings of life is to, like, see every corner. Yeah. So I guess, really, back in, my meaning is just to explore and try to get better at comedy and be happy. Maybe like see some that. boobs. I don't know. <laughs> Lose a Did you weight. see any boobs in the Salton Sea? No, we saw a dead body. That's kind of cool. We as okay, so we, we went to the Salton Sea. We went to Slabs or Salvation Mountain, Slab City. I'll let you guys Google all that shit. Right. And then we had so much extra time. We drove through Joshua Tree, which yeah. was bitching. And as we're coming through Yucca Valley on the way home, there was a bunch of cops and firefighters. Or no, there's uh, there was there wasn't a bunch. I don't know why I said that. There was there was two <laughs> cops. And as we and the traffic was slowed to one lane. As we came around, we saw the uh, truck that had been dented. And then there was a motorcycle laying down, and I was like, oh, God, yeah. please, please, no. And as we got next to it and pulled around, like, there was body on the ground, blanket over it, feet popping out, and what looked to be a puddle of gray liquid next to it, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure was entrails. Yeah. But it at first, I bummed me out and made me sad, but then I realized we did so much today. Like, we had crammed in such a day and had so much fun that, like, you kind of got to you gotta see the stuff like that to really put in perspective that you got to live your life really hard because any second, you know, you could get smashed on a motorcycle. Right. And as, as blowhardy as that sounds, I truly believe it. No, it's true. It is so true where, yeah, it, it's almost a, a weird, like, button to the end of the day. Like, hey, by yeah. the way, life is futile. Yeah, it's like, fleeting. Yeah. And uh, I looked it up later because, you know, I can't just let it be. And the dude was 72. Hmm. And so I'd like to think that he went out how he wanted to go out, just right. fucking eating it on his Harley. And this will be a good segue to the last question. Oh, shit. What would you like to be written on your tombstone? On my tombstone? What do I want on my tombstone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. On my tombstone? Well, I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated. So okay. the, the memorial. Um, Maybe on your urn. I don't know, man. I don't really have anything profound. Maybe just my name. I'd mm. like for it to just say, like, 
Here's the ashes of Robert's life. Famous comedian. Uh, um, <laughs> Do you even want somebody to hold your ashes or sprinkle them somewhere? I'm sure. Um, I have nowhere in particular that I think I'd want them sprinkled. Right now, I would just say just sprinkle them in, in the Long Beach uh, ocean. The ocean, you know, the blah, blah, blah. Sprint. Sprinkle them at the beach, in the water in Long Beach, maybe. Like the Neptune Society. Yeah, or, or uh, let them go off Signal Hill or in the Colorado Lagoon. But hmm. uh, that's a good question. What would I want my tombstone to say? It's a little morbid. To, like, nobody really thinks about, like, oh, what do I want like people to remember me by? Maybe, like, uh, he was a decent guy. <laughs> Not to be honest, I think it would just... He had a huge cock. He had a monster rope. <laughs> it tasted real good. <laughs> he had... Two to three girlfriends. <laughs> and they all were fucking hot. And all liked to do the bang sex with them. <laughs> he hated Gene Simmons. He hated Gene Simmons. Maybe he, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe he did yeah. it his way or just just my name and my dates on there. Right. I think. I don't know if I... Beal's a bummer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Punch right in the dick for me. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a good... I don't have a good, uh, a good quote from a tombstone. So mm. I'll let... I'll let my douchebag friends and family come up with one for me if it ever happens. I know myself, I would always want it to say at least he died doing what he loved. Yeah, I was thinking, like, he squeezed the life. He squeezed every last drop out of life. I'd like to. Mm -hmm. Like, if I literally had a heart attack on stage, or if I, yeah, was having sex with a chick, I would at least have it go, well, he died doing what he loved. Smothered by titties. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I think would be a, uh, uh, it's, it's a little... It feels a little cli- not cliche. It, it feels a little um, corny. Hmm. But maybe just he was a good dude. Well, who wouldn't want that? Like, yeah, just he was want- a good dude. Yeah, I think that's the least you would want. You know, anybody to think of you like if they heard the news, like, hey, Robert Zoroff died, yeah. they would go, oh, he was a good, dude. he was a good dude. That guy, I liked him. He was a good dude. Yeah. You know, he's, he kind of was a douchebag when I first met him, but I gave him a chance. He was a good dude. <laughs> you know, and this is so clinical and like dry, but maybe he. He crushed his goals. You know, actually, I take it back. He would just say, fuck you, Brittany. <laughs> you fucking cunt. I hope you get fat. I hope one of your tits falls off. Uh, and I, yeah. I hope your your dad, uh, you see his dick, and you don't want to see it. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of on the engraving tag. Yeah. yeah. If, if there could be some kind of fuck you to everyone who's wronged me on there. Mm, a big list yeah. of fuck yous. <laughs> you know, I, I would probably just pick a quote from someone better than me than have it thrown on there. Hmm. But. I think I think yeah for now we're going with he was a good dude. I like that. I like that. All right guys, let's close this one out. I want to thank once again Robert Zora for coming in and sharing a few of his uh life lessons, his yeah. stories, his just him being him check with your doctor before you follow any of my life lessons too and thank you for having me it was a lot of fun yeah man we're kind of one of the close neighbors so i didn't have to go far hey well anytime if you want to just spout some more gibberish definitely hit me up and we'll uh set a date sweet thank you for having me do you want to plug any of your dates or social media oh, yeah um e, uh yeah uh, you can get at me at facebook robert zoref z-o-r-e-f um I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet that much, but I'm trying to tweet more. Instagram. Uh, I'm at Robert Zorf on Instagram and Twitter. On my Instagram, it is on private, but if you request me, I will accept you. I nice. think I take some cool pictures. I don't post. I try to post only legitimately things I find interesting, so I don't spam you. Um, upcoming shows. I have nothing really I want to promote right now, Boys. but hopefully, fucking hopefully, the Mangria Bar Crawl. Do yes. not, do not hold me to it. Maybe Chris will come through. 
Well, if I'm, he if he doesn't, I probably deserve it. But well, I'm sure Adam doesn't need our help. But no. if you guys do want to check out a lot of cool, uh, just Mangria as well as uh, Chris Laxamana as well as Robert Zoroff, maybe definitely check out Deep Piazza's. I believe it's June seventeenth. Yeah, 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 seventeenth. Oh yeah, if you're gonna friend me on Facebook, just send me a little message because in the comedy community, you get a lot of friend requests from yes. a lot of random comedians, and a lot of them are easily written off. So if you legitimately want to friend me on Facebook. Just send me a little message first. And tell him that you uh, heard him on this conversation. Just say, just say, hey, you're a good dude. No, no. Nice. All right, I'm going to stop yeah. rambling. I'm done. All right, guys. Definitely check me out, obviously, on This Comics Live, or you can hit me up on Twitter at The D Stories, or write me on the archaic email, just like your grandparents did back in the day, at thiscomicslivepod at gmail.com, or just, yeah, rate and subscribe and uh, tell a million friends that you find this uh, show mildly amusing. All right, guys. Once again, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more. I think I'm having the next guest is Crystal Ibarra, another Latina comedian. A Latina comedy? Yes, a Latina comedian. I hear they're so, loving to call him that. Definitely tune in for that, and uh, once again, peace out. Peace out.